Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. In the Chelsea, which Mm -hmm. has hundreds of rooms. Yeah. Hundreds of people who are buying drugs. Right. No one knows who Michael is. Michael the drug dealer. Right. It's like the one-armed man from The Fugitive. Mm -hmm. Who is this person? Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. I've got a topic for you today that I've been saying on the show. I know I've said this at least for the past three years. A topic I want to do next time October rolls around. Finally, October has rolled around. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm the confused Tammy Burns. On October 12th, 1978, Nancy Spungen girlfriend to ex-sex pistol Sid Vicious is found dead of a knife wound in room 100 of New York City's Chelsea Hotel. Okay, 41 years ago. Who did it? No idea. There is no such thing as a correct answer. Nobody knows there are too many variables left out in the background, but I decided to take an hour Because I like the story, not the fact that a woman died, but I like the idea that this is a part of rock and roll history. Okay. So what I'm going to do, give you a quick background on who Sid Vicious is, who Nancy Spungen is, the situation, and then I'm going to tell you at least the best leading theories on who killed Nancy Spungen. You got something new, mister? I got something new, mister. Sid Vicious. Most people know him as the bassist for the Sex Pistols. Well, he wasn't the original bassist. Glenn Matlock was kicked out. Why? Well, it depends on who you talk to. Glenn Matlock said he was simply sick of all the BS. Mm -mm. Somebody also made the statement that he liked the Beatles and we can't have that. Even though he co-wrote most of the songs on Nevermind the Bullocks, he had some odd habits, people state, so it's probably somewhere in the middle. As with any piece of truth, there's your story, my story, and exactly what happened. Sid was brought in. His real name is John Simon Ritchie. He could barely play the bass, but he looked the part. Really? You should look up the picture. If you don't know who Sid Vicious is, when you do your search, do the search with that I'm a mess picture. Really? Look up Sid Vicious, I'm a mess That's going to be your best picture of him that explains who he is. He was part of the punk scene. He had played with other people. There's a story that Chrissy Hind, as in going to be part of the Pretenders, asked for a sham marriage with him so she could stay in the UK. Yeah. He gets picked up as part of the Sex Pistols, even though he really can't play very well, because he was a friend of Johnny Lydon, also known as Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten had a hamster. Of all creatures, a hamster. This is not good. That was named Sid, named Uh it after Sid Barrett. It never hurt anyone until 
Sid Vicious decided to pick it up. Back then, he was just John Simon Ritchie. He decided to pick it up. The hamster bites him. And Johnny Rotten, Johnny Lydon, makes a statement, Whoa, man, Sid is vicious. There you go. Wow. Sid the hamster. And that's where he got it from. He did sing solo on the great rock and roll swindle on a few songs, and he had a pretty big hit with the cover of Sinatra's My Way, so he had some money. So now you know who Sid Vicious is. Part of the Sex Pistols, not there at the beginning, barely, barely on the album Never Mind the Bullocks, Here's the Sex Pistols, also barely on the great rock and roll swindle, but he's so well known to the Sex Pistols. And barely could play the bass? Barely could play the bass. Okay. His girlfriend, Nancy Spungen, will end up dead. A knife will be pushed clean through her abdomen October 12th, 1978. Well, we know he did it, right? Well, no, actually, no. Personally, if you're asking my opinion, no, I don't believe he did it. Really? I believe it was somebody else. So we got to play something. However, there are songs by Sid Vicious. There are songs about Sid Vicious. There are songs about Nancy Spungen. So let me give you what is maybe the most well-known solo Sid Vicious song. It's a cover of Sinatra's My Way. I'll play it. When we get back, I'm going to tell you who Nancy Spungen is here on Rock School. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain <laughs> You c***ers, I'm not the I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full each and every highway has that much more than this I did it my way Nancy Spungen, girlfriend to ex-Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious, is found dead underneath the sink in the bathroom of Chelsea Hotel Room 100. Did he do it? Nancy Spungen, Uh who is she? She was born in America. She was not the UK. I know that, you know, I know that Sid Vicious is from the UK. This young lady was not. Born in America in 1958. Very difficult birth, including oxygen deprivation, which I'm telling you that only because she was an extremely difficult child. A lot of violence, a lot of screaming. It seems that she could score extremely high on IQ tests, but couldn't hold herself. 
Later in life, between 15 and 17, she is given multiple diagnoses of schizophrenia. Right. At 15, she attempts suicide after being expelled from high school. She started at U of Colorado at 16, but was expelled for theft and marijuana use, which is interesting because Colorado was the first state to legalize Jane use. Leaves home at 17 for NYC, works as a stripper until she has enough money to get an airplane to go over to the UK. She wanted to meet up with Jerry Nolan of the Heartbreakers. He didn't care. She then went after Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. He didn't care. Sid Vicious happened to be there, and they move in together about a month later. Okay. That's Nancy Spungen. She was called different words, but normally you had either nasty Nancy or nauseating Nancy in the press. Not good. She was really, I don't know how to say it, angry to the point where there may have even been mental issues. And you had seen earlier in her life, there was a schizophrenic diagnosis. And she was hard to be around. She was very difficult to be around. As a matter of fact, in the same way that Courtney Love sort of grabbed hold of Kurt Cobain, and a lot of people will look at Nancy Spungen and say, she looks a lot like Courtney Love. Yep, yep. She became the quote, and I'm using air quotes here, manager of Sid Vicious when he decided to do stuff on his own and with other members of the Sex Pistols. Management was, eh, she got him gigs around New York City, but nothing in terms of a tour like Malcolm McLaurin, who was the person in charge of the Sex Pistols, basically put them together. Yeah. He could have gotten him. So we're dealing with a young lady who is, in the same way Sid Vicious was, a dramatic drug addict, thought she was a manager, Probably overly smart, but was too quick to punch people in the face. People would avoid her because she would physically assault them. It sounds like they're both grabbing a hold of rock and roll. Right, it's bad news. It really is. Lots of drugs, money enough to buy the drugs, Uh and bad personalities. They leave the UK, they move back to New York City and take up residence in the Chelsea Hotel. Do you remember, we used to go to New York all the time. Uh Uh-huh. And when we would walk down into Greenwich Village and such, I would make a point of walking past the Chelsea. Absolutely. And pointing at it and going, that's where it had where Leonard Cohen lived. That's where all these people live. That's where Nancy died. That's it. Okay? So now you know the two people. Uh Uh-huh. Going to talk about the death next. The Ramones wrote a song called Love Kills, and it is all about Nancy and Sid here on Rock School.
talking about Nancy Spungen with the idea to answer the question straight away. It happened 41 years ago in October. Right. Who killed Nancy? Mm-hmm. Straightforward. Here's what we know on its face value. Sid and Nancy moved from the UK after the Sex Pistols called it quits. Sex Pistols are one of these wonderful groups that put out one album. One and done. One and done. Now, someone's going to say, no, 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 Joe. They also put out the great rock and roll swindle. Well, really, that was a soundtrack to a movie. Uh, Leiden wasn't even involved in it. It was put together by things they had already recorded. It's not like they went in the studio and said, okay, guys, we need 12 new to help this movie out. Right. Really, one album, never mind the Bullocks, okay? Sid and Nancy moved from the UK to New York City, take up residence in room 100 of the Chelsea Hotel. Sid was performing solo. In fact, his last gig was at Max's Kansas City. No, they didn't drive to Kansas City. Max's Kansas City is in New York City. Right. The two were known to fight almost constantly, and that night they fought. And we know that because there were people who lived around Room 100. Look, the Chelsea was a cheap flop house. Mm -hmm. It is where, I get it, it's where artists hung out. It's where poets and lyric writers hung out. And it was so great and beautiful. Yeah, but it was also a ton of drug users. A lot of dope. Yeah, You got it. After multiple visits that night from drug dealers, Sid took somewhere, and this is by all multiple accounts, somewhere near 32 in all pills. Three zero. Three zero. It was a sleeping pill, two in all, made up of two barbiturate salts, extremely powerful. It was enough to take down a mule. But it didn't take him down. It did not. He passed out. When he wakes up, uh-huh. Nancy, and he must have woken up in the morning because he was found in the lobby pacing around after he called the lobby and asked for an ambulance because somebody upstairs is sick. Now you say, well, Joey was in the lobby. Why'd he call the lobby? He left the building. He went to a payphone and called the lobby and then returned to the lobby. Uh-oh. Okay, now we're starting to go oh, it's all getting wonky. Dateline NBC with us here. Some accounts suggest the knife was still in Nancy. Some suggest they were it was not. Mm-hmm. She was found underneath the sink in the bathroom, but a wound in her abdomen, her right side, had gone completely through. Wow. All that aside, she was dead. What kind of knife was it? Well, some say a butcher knife. Some say it was a 007 hunting knife. Vicious witnessed D.D. Ramon giving Stiv Baker the Dead Boys such a knife. Other accounts claim there are all kinds of knives. Where did he get the knife? Mm-hmm. Some say he bought it. Some say it was given to him as a gift from Nancy Spungen. This is why this can't get solved. Okay. There is no such thing as a straightforward. Sid is arrested. Claims he did not do it. Then he confesses. Then he claims Nancy fell on the knife by himself. Then claims he has nothing to do with it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He bails out. Ten nights later, he tries to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. He used a a broken light bulb. Yeah. He is taken to Bellevue and tries to jump out the window, but is grabbed and then taken back in by the staff that is there. Right. He gets out. Okay. Okay. It's 55 days later. When we get back to the first break, I will tell you what happens when Sid gets out of Bellevue. I'm your favorite drug. Sounds like this on Rock School.
going into the first break, who killed Nancy Spungen? Who killed Nancy? That's what we're going to attempt. There's, by the way, uh, an HBO documentary named Just That. Who killed Nancy? Who killed Nancy? That's right. There's multiple little documentaries on YouTube, but the best of the bunch is that YouTube video, Who Killed Nancy? Right. And if you want to watch something, you should do it. Okay. Remember, Sid, arrested. Claims he didn't do it, then he confesses. There's also a statement that Nancy fell on the knife. Oh. And then he says, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. He's bailed out 10 nights later, like I said, tries to commit suicide. He's taken to Bellevue. He gets out of Bellevue and months later, vicious assaults Todd Smith. This is singer Patty Smith's brother at a concert. He is sent to prison for 55 days and the purpose of the 55 days is for a detox gotcha he comes out february of 1970 uh 79 bills are paid for by virgin records because they expect him to come out and and keep recording get their money back there's also a suggestion that mick jagger paid for his lawyer jagger has never admitted this but then again he has never said no once out, he's clean. He's off of heroin. He's off of the other drugs. He's off of the sleeping pills. However, he is still on methadone. Oh, dear. Okay? Uh-huh. The problem is every time he went to the methadone clinic, somebody wanted to beat him up. As a matter of fact, some people believe that's the reason he got the knife. He got tired of being beaten up by drug dealers, and he wanted to be able to protect himself. I, I know. I can see. I can. My eyes are crossing right now. Come I, on now. I can hear your eyes rolling. Yep. Okay. Once out, he's clean, but he overdoses and it kills him. Mm-hmm. The story goes that when he's clean, he has a party with a bunch of his friends, sort of a welcome home type thing, and his mother shows up with pure heroin. His body can't take it and he dies. Okay, that's one version. What a great mom, huh? His mother, Beverly, also says that she did not bring him the drugs. There are some people that say his mother shot him up because he didn't like needles. Then there were other people that claimed it was an English photographer by the name of Peter Kodik that bought the dope. Then it states his mother didn't shoot him up, but his mother found him. All that aside, who gave him the drugs? Who shot him up? Who found him? What the answer is, is he's dead. We have two deaths now. That's right. Uh, two. All that aside, I'm not going to get into this a lot in the show, but uh, uh, Sid's mother, Beverly, wanted to put her son's ashes next to Nancy Spungen. Oh, dear. Nancy Spungen's parents, I don't remember what the father's name is, Frank sticks in my head, but don't hold me to that. But uh -huh. the mother was named Deborah. Frank and Deborah were Jewish, mm -hmm. and they buried Nancy in a Jewish cemetery. Right. The story goes that the mother of Sid Vicious attempted to have it, you know, buried in the Jewish cemetery, as well as her parents said, no. No, no, no. You have to be of the faith right. to be placed in this. There is yet another story, and again, I don't know if this is true, but why let the facts get in the way of a good story? that the mother pulled up next to the cemetery, crawled over the fence, 
and poured his ashes on top of Nancy Spungen's oh, grave. Oh, no, no, no. Again, listen to what I'm telling you. That sounds true, though. I agreed. I didn't agree. I did it. No, I didn't. I did. oh, she brought gosh. him the dope. No, she didn't. Oh, this photographer bought him the dope. No. Okay, she shot him. No, she didn't. She found him. This is the problem. The stories go here to there to everywhere, and it's it's absurd. Okay, so do you know everybody? Yeah. You know Nancy, you know yep, Sid, yep, you know yep. Sid's mom, you know Nancy's mom, you know all this kind of, you know yes, the Chelsea. I do. Uh-huh. When we get back, will we begin going through the seven, count them seven, theories on who killed Nancy? It took us this long to get here? Yep, because you had to know the players. Can't tell the players without a player card. Get yourself a program. Can't tell the players without a program. Go ahead. Who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? K Wit and K. Well, who is it? K-O-J-I? Say it for Koji. me. Koji. Koji. Koji Radio. Yeah. Sioux Falls, Iowa, right? Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Like I said, going into the break, who killed Nancy? I have no less than seven theories on who it could be. And to be honest, I didn't grab them all because some of them were absolutely absurd. You know, the New York police showed up and killed him. Okay, why? What was the point? Okay. Why would they do it? Give me the seven. Let's go. Number one, theory number one, who killed Nancy Spungen? Sid just that right it is the what's the old statement uh, the the uh, the razor when you have two concerns pick the one that makes the most sense yeah when you hear hoof prints you know hoof beats don't yeah. look for zebras look for horses it's yeah exactly Sid it was another one of their horrible fights they would they would physically harm one another he got angry and he stabbed her it looks exactly like Plus it he should. he was high as could be. He was high as could be. He was also on 30 of those barbiturate sleeping pills. It's entirely Ooh. possible. He got up, stuck this thing right through him, through her, and as part of his stupor, went back to bed. Never I mean, knew it. Right. Our Never s- knew what happened. Right. Our son sleepwalks. It's mm-hmm. one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. We're watching TV, and he just walks down and stares at us and goes, Hey, giraffe, yeah, you want to go back to bed? And he has no idea what we're talking about the next day. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised he doesn't, like, sleep, eat, you know, and gain 30 pounds. I'm not eating. Maybe he is. Yeah, he, That. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Theory one, Sid killed her. Yeah. Either killed her by doing it, then taking the barbiturates, or took the barbiturates and woke up and killed her. 
There you go. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, that's theory number one. Okay. We got to play something. Sad Vacation for Sid. This is by Johnny Thunders here on Rock School. I'm sorry I didn't have more to say. Who made the eye? I could have changed your face. How you who misunderstood you could have been anything you wanted to be cause it's a sad vacation I'm so sorry I'm so sorry God bless you Okay, bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Let's do 7 Days, 70 Seconds, and I will give you theory number two of how Nancy Spungen died. These are the rock and roll dates, September 30th all the way through October 6th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. September 30th, 1935, the Gershwin musical Porgy. Wait, is it Porgy and Bess? Yeah, it's Porgy and Bess. Opens at the Boston Colonial Theater. Yeah, your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking. October 1, 2011, happy anniversary, Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed. October 2nd, 1977, Elvis Presley's body is moved from its Memphis mausoleum to Graceland after a plot is uncovered to steal it. October 3rd, 1992, Sinead O'Connor tears a photo of the Pope on Saturday Night Live saying, Fight the real enemy! October 4th, 1970, Janis Joplin is found dead at the Landmark Hotel in Los Angeles. You know why? Heroin overdose. That's right. And who? what was she added to? The 27 Club. Aww. Yeah, I was going to say just that. In fact, I thought about doing a Janis Joplin show. In fact, it's not still not a dumb idea. It says here, October 5, 1979, ABBA visits the White House during their only U.S. tour. They meet President Carter's daughter, Amy, who's a big fan. And then October 7th, 1927, the jazz singer is released. It was in no way the first talkie. I teach film history. Yeah. It was in no way the first talkie. It may have been the first popular talkie, but the song Dirty Face knocks people out of their seats because for the first time on a screen, somebody is talking to them. Okay, theory number two. Yes, hit me. Who killed Nancy Spungen? There were two named drug dealers up at their number 100 apartment that night. A loudmouth named Rocket's Red Glare. He sold drugs. He did stand up. And by the way, he also appeared in some movies. You know wait, the movie Desperately wait. Seeking Susan? Rocket's Red Glare. That's not his real name. It's not his real name. In fact, I'm going to tell you what his real name is in the next theory. Okay. But do you know the movie Desperately Seeking Susan? Of course I do. He's the guy driving the taxi. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were multiple accounts of him bragging that he had killed Nancy in a fight over drugs or payment that he'd stopped to rob the couple. Yeah. It was also that after the murder, Rocket's red glare was seen with a stack of cash rolled up with one of Nancy's hair scrunchies. But uh, most people don't buy this because Rocket's Red Glare is known as a blowhard. He's seeking fame. Exactly that. I Just mean, like Nancy was. What happened? I'll say that I did it. Even Whatever if it means. You got it. Yep. 
Red Glare died back in 2001 of Hep C after also becoming morbidly obese. Drinking further destroyed his liver. Did he do it personally? I don't think so. I don't either. But it's a viable. <laughs> we gotta play a song. Theory number three about who killed Nancy Spungen. There was a mysterious man that night named Michael. Michael. Now, here's what bothers me. There's no last name. In the Chelsea, which mm-hmm. has hundreds of rooms, yeah. hundreds of people who are buying drugs, Right. no one knows who Michael is. Is Michael the drug dealer. Right. It's like the one-armed man from The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Who is this person? Here's the thing. Many state that Rocket's red glare made up the story to cover his tracks, but because he did it, he used the name Michael. I told you I would tell you Rocket's red glare's real name. It's Michael Mora. So he gets two spots in the story? It seems like he made up Michael It seems like this Michael never existed, but I'm still leaning, at the moment, Uh I'm still leaning towards Rocket Red Glare, but other things are about to come out. Who is listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? Well, that would be KRFY in Sandpoint, Idaho. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Time for theory number four. Okay. Who killed Nancy Spungen? Yes. Now, this is put forth by Nancy's mother, Deborah, and is supported by Sex Pistol Manager Malcolm McLaurin. The book that Deborah 
Spongeon wrote was called, And I Don't Want to Live This Life Anymore, which is a line written by Sid Vicious. Okay. Nancy committed suicide. If you remember the very first one where I said, who killed Nancy Spungen? Well, it's it's got to be Sid and all of that. When Sid was arraigned, he said, no, I didn't do it. Then, yes, I did it. Oh, I don't remember doing it. One of the other ones this was that Nancy did it to herself. According to her mother, Sid and Nancy had a double suicide or murder-suicide pact. And I'm going to tell you something that will be uplifted a little bit later in the show. Okay. It was a murder-suicide pack. Sid was to take so many pills to die because he couldn't take a needle in the arm. He sure couldn't take a knife to the body. No. So it was a double or a murder-suicide pack. He would commit suicide by taking 30 of these barbiturates, and then Nancy would simply lay the knife down and lie down on top of it. Okay. And then she pulled it back out and died underneath the sink. Okay, that one's a little hard to swallow. I'm, I'm believing that one a little bit. Get out of town, Loretta. Well, the only reason is, is because he took 30 of those things. No yeah. One, why would you do that? That should have killed a camel. That should have killed a camel. Would have killed a normal human being. Fallout Boy has a song called Irresistible. It's all about Sid and Nancy. Sounds like this on Rock School. Okay, coming into the last break simply because we're running out of time. Theory number five and theory number six of who killed Nancy Spungen are very quick because they don't have much to them. Theory number five, it was someone else. The police found six, count them six, different sets of fingerprints in the room. Rocket's red glare, Nancy, Sid, maybe one of them was this Michael... But the fact still remains there were two or three more sets of fingerprints right there. Okay. Who did it? Somebody we have no idea. Right. Okay. Theory number six, multiple people. It was a hit. A group of people saw these two punk idiots. They were drunk and high all the time. So what they decided to do was come in en masse and get their money. And when he was passed out on the bed, she decided to fight, and she ended up dying. I don't buy that. It was multiple people. That's theory number six. Mm -hmm. Here comes theory number seven. Hit me. And theory number seven starts to pull it all together, but what's odd about it is the person who's bringing it up 
Didn't bring it up until a few years ago. It's not like he brought it back up in 79. This was brought up just a few years ago. Is this new? It is It is new-ish to the story. Okay. There's a musician who was named Neon Leon. Neon Leon was in apartment 106, right down from Sid and Nancy. Okay. And he claims, and he told this to the Guardian, he claims that the night of the death, Sid was showing off this brand new knife which was given to him by Nancy to protect himself from being beat up. Apparently he was getting knocked around at the methadone clinic. Leon, Neon Leon, stated that Sid was deeply troubled that knife stating that night, stating, I have no more self-confidence. I'm ugly. I can't play bass. New York is making me violent. Okay. Okay. Sounds real. Neon Leon claims he's the last to see Sid and Nancy before the event. He claims Nancy visited him during his talk with Sid. Right. And handed him Sid's leather jacket. Now, if you go online and look up this Neon Leon guy, you're going to see a picture of him. It's a black and white picture. And he's holding Sid's leather jacket. So he has it for real. He ha- Well, he had it. Had it for real. And there's a picture of him with it. Okay. And the statement goes that Nancy said, here, you hold on to this. Hang on to this, you know, until need be. Right. The knife that Sid was showing him when the two of them left, Sid and Nancy, he... Neon Leon claimed that the knife was left behind and Nancy came back to retrieve the knife and left. He also claims, as a lot of people do that night, that they heard scuffling. But see, that was not unusual. Right, right. They fought. Uh Uh-huh. He also saw another drug dealer named Stephen C. This was the couple's regular quaalude and tunial dealer. That's the barbiturates. Uh, He saw this fella getting into an elevator, but he claims he was getting into an elevator way too early to have committed... The crime. Gotcha. So that's just a, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. it's just a fact to his story. Right. The call from Vicious saying someone was sick in the room came from outside the hotel. And according to Neon Leon, the facts suggest that Vicious did it. The question is why? Right. And now you have all seven theories. The problem is... This is Neon Leon jumping up, what is this, 35, 40 years later, and telling this story. But why wouldn't he tell it right off the bat? Why, why, would he, why would he tell it off the bat? Well, because there was a police investigation. It wouldn't have indicted him. He had people, nothing to do with it. People don't tell the truth all the time. Well, you know okay. that. Well, there you go. Those are the seven theories as to why. How wow. did, you know, who killed Nancy? My opinion, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. it was not Rocket's red glare. Yeah. He's a blowhard. Uh-huh. There was never a Michael. Right. Okay. In terms of the murder-suicide pact, that seems somewhat plausible. But if you want exactly what I think, yeah. I think Sid did it. Exactly yeah. why? I don't know. I mean, we could we could say that he was high. We could say that Nancy got him upset. We could say all these different things. How about all the drugs? It could be. He did it in a haze. It's my opinion. What's the, again, what's the razor that when you hear hoof beats, look for horses, yeah. not... 
it'd be real great to think there's a one-armed man in the fugitive situation setting it up. I don't think so. Nope. I think Sid did it whether he remembered it or not. Yeah, I'm with you. That's it. That's what I think. So who killed Nancy? We'll never know. Just about everybody's dead. We'll never know. My opinion? Sid, it's exactly what it looks like. Sorry. And that wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. You got it. That'll do it. Class is dismissed. (laughs) 